Jesus. Something about the name Jesus. When we call upon him, he shows up. He shows up, he's present and accounted for. Amen. We just so honor the Lord this morning and his presence of the Holy Spirit with such a sweet spirit, a sweet spirit in the midst of adversity, a sweet spirit, a reminder to us all that we can call upon his name. And all those situations and circumstances in our lives has to bow down, (laughs) even to the point when we can't see. He allow those scales to fall from our eyes. His name is Jesus, the great I am. He's all that and some more. Amen. All that and some more. This morning, we like to invite your attention. We're going back to the book of Genesis, and we're going to kind of continue. The Lord said continue, because last week, for those that were able to listen, and for those that are uh, new this morning online, we talked about the watchers last week, and it was very profound. So I would suggest to each one of you to go back and revisit or visit it for the first time. You will find some amazing things. We, the Lord allowed us to talk about those fallen angels that <clears throat> uh, their original assignment was to watch over mankind. But they changed their mind after they saw the beauty of the women. And then they became a part of that. And uh, they took wives, the Bible says in Genesis chapter number 6 and uh, they ended up <clears throat> producing what they call the Nephilims. They produced giants in the land. And when they did that, they taught them many things that we even today operate in. But but we understand that they are there all the time. When it's, when it's times that are good uh, and, and when times that are bad. But this morning, our, our continuation is will be about they that walk among us they that walk among us they are still walking among us they call them angels but they are watchers they have an assignment uh to to deal basically with mankind so in genesis chapter number 18 we we alluded to this last week but we're going to go a little bit more into depths in, in regards to this uh those that they that walk among us father thank you now Take full control. We bless your name in Jesus' name. Amen. Genesis chapter number 18. Just going to teach this morning. Just going to walk slowly through this so we'll be able to grasp uh, what the Lord is saying. Genesis chapter number 18. It says, And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of memory, talking about Abraham. And, and, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. Now, the word memory there, that the plains of memory, it means rebellion. You keep that in mind. It means rebellion. The Lord appears to Abraham while he's sitting. He's sitting um, in a, at the tent door. Uh, and then uh, verse number two says that, that Abraham, he, and he lifted up his eyes and he looked. And then he says, and lo, three men 
stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself toward the ground. Here in this text, they're identifying them as three men. However, as we go through the text, you will see that those, those men, they're in root, but they're not really men. They are angels. They are angels. Amen. But this time, they're on a, another assignment for the Lord. They're angels. All right. Now, let's jump over to verse number 16, because this way, it will let us know where they're heading and why. found some interesting things in, in, in the text and in, in, studying in the scripture found some very interesting things. Genesis chapter number 18. And we're going to look at verse number 16. And after Abraham and, and, and those men, they, they commune and Abraham prepared for them. Now in verse number 16, it begins to say, And the men rose up from thence, and they looked toward Sodom, and Abraham went with them to bring them on their way. Now, the word Sodom there means divine retribution. Divine retribution. It also means their secret. There were some things going on, okay? So they were headed to Sodom for divine retribution. That's where they were heading. And the Bible goes on to speak, and we're going to drop down now to verse number 20. Now, verse number 20 says, and the Lord said, because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grievous. 21 says, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it, which is coming to me, and if not, I will know. Now, there are some very interesting things here in, in Genesis chapter 18 dealing with these verses. Remember now, we're talking about the Sodom and, and Gomorrah, divine retribution. Also, Gomorrah means uh, real, a rebellious people. They were drowning in sin. They were submerged in sin. Most often, most times when we speak of Sodom and Gomorrah, we pull out only one specific sin. But I'm going to show you what I discovered as the Lord continued to take me through a place uh, where he would have us to go. Let's go. Now, you're going to keep your place. Um, you're going to keep your place in Genesis chapter 18. We're coming back to there. But now where we want to go, we want to go to Ezekiel, Ezekiel chapter number 16, dealing with, with, with Sodom divine retribution you'll see why god had to do what he had to do when he dealt with sodom and gomorrah okay now verse uh number 49 in ezekiel chapter number 16 now watch this watch watch this watch the word watch the word it says behold this was the iniquity iniquity meaning sin of thy sister What's that next word? Sodom, right? Let's look at what the iniquities were, the sin. Pride, full of bread, and abundance of idleness. In other words, they were, they were operating in prosperity, okay? 
was in her and in her daughters. Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and the needy. So here with, with, with Solomon, the reason for the divine retribution is because they were prideful. They had much, but they did not, the Bible says they did not strengthen the hand of the poor and the needed. They did not help those that were in poverty. Okay? Now, then it goes on down to verse number 50. Okay? See, they were at, they, they were at a place of ease. Okay? Now, in verse number 50, it says, and they were haughty. Now, we're talking about Solomon and Gomorrah, okay? Solomon. You know, they were haughty. They committed abomination before me. God is saying they committed abomination. Then he says, therefore, I took them away as I saw good. Now, we're going to continue on that. Now, when you're looking at Sodom, when it, most times when, when, when the text is, 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 is read or preached or studied, we literally pull out only one sin out of the midst of everything there that God has said. Am I correct? Amen. I'm going to show you what we normally pull out. But here in the book of Ezekiel, God is talking about how they were a prideful people. Do we not know pride is a sin? Pride is a sin. You know, you, you just can't pull out one sin and say that, say that covers everything. No. If you're prideful, it's just as bad as you committing adultery. Any, any list of sin that, that God has placed in the book, see, they're all on the same level. You can't say, well, these folk going to hell because they do this, that, and the other. But what kind of spirit do you have? See, God was saying that they were prideful people, very prideful people. They, ha- they had a whole lot, but it wasn't blessing anybody. You know how people are selfish and when they get stuff, it's all about them. <laughs> they, they, they were very selfish people, and they did not help those that really need help. But it also goes on and talks about how they were haughty. Y'all know any haughty people? You haven't experienced any haughty people in your life? They think they know everything. They, 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 they stuck up. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, they're high-minded. They're haughty. See, that was one of the sins of Sodom. See, and, and see, I, for whatever reason, and to be honest with you, if I read this scripture here, uh, it had to be a long, long time ago. But I never connected it to that back in Genesis. Okay? Because there was a lot of things going on in the city. A lot of things. It talks about how they committed abomination. All right. God said abomination before him. Now, let's deal with this abomination, Okay? Let's go now, let's go now to, um, to the book of Jude. Let's go to the book of Jude, New Testament. It's the book right before Revelation. The book of Jude. One chapter in here. This is, this is one where we sat on all the time. But we don't deal with those other sins that, that was going on in Sodom, Okay. So you, we have to make sure that we put every, all the eggs in the basket. We can't pick and choose what egg we want in the basket. Hey, can I get amen? 
Because we're bad about, church folk are bad about picking and choosing, right? Amen. And truth be known, some of us have been picking and choosing. Amen. Those things that we don't like, we, we, we take them out. Those things that we do like, we leave them in the basket. Okay? Now, in the book of Jude, in the book of Jude, chapter number one, only, only one chapter in the book of Jude, it says now in verse number seven, okay? It says, even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner. So it wasn't just Sodom and Gomorrah only that God, that God destroyed, but there was those cities that was in the plain that he destroyed as well. Okay? He says, uh, giving themselves over to fornication and going after what kind of flesh? Strange flesh are set forth as an example what God did in Solomon and Gomorrah and those cities around them. It was for an example. He says, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. He used them as an example, okay? Use them as an example. They, that, that abomination, they went after strange flesh. They went, and they talked about the, the sin of fornication. They talked about that. Now, what is this strange flesh he's talking about? What, what, what is this? What is this? Because we, we, we want to understand, if we remember that those fallen angels that were supposed to have been protecting mankind, they crossed over and they began to teach mankind about different things. And one of them was sex. Amen. Fornication. Okay. Now, let's go now to the book of Romans. The book of Romans. Just want to teach this morning. That's all. The book of Romans. Chapter number one. The book of Romans. Chapter number one. The book of Romans, chapter number one. The book of Romans, chapter number one. And we're going to look at, start reading at verse number 24. Remember, that was a list of sins, right? That the Bible gave in the book of Ezekiel that was going on in, in Sodom. All right? And, and, and those surrounding areas. And that's why God didn't just destroy one one or two little cities, there was many others in the plain that he destroyed as well. So you got to be careful who you keep company with because you mess around and take on their, their attributes. All right. Now, Romans chapter number 1, verse number 24, it says, Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanliness through the lust of their own heart to dishonor their own what? bodies between themselves okay dropping down now to verse number 26 in romans chapter number one it says for this cause god gave them up unto vile affections for even their who women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. See, that's that, that part of that abomination he's talking about. See, that, that's one of those sins that's listed that's in Ezekiel. When, see, you have to go a little bit further when you're going to deal with the abomination because there are a lot of things that's an, an abomination to God, okay? But you've got to go a little bit further. He's saying that, that the women 
what they had done was they had changed the affections they had for one another, for man, really. It, they left their, na- uh, their natural use into that which is against. It's against nature. It's against nature for women to be with women. That's what that, that scripture say basically saying here, okay? It's against nature, all right? Now, looking at verse number 27, it says, And likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman. They left the natural use of the woman. The men did. And then it says they burn in their lust one toward another. Men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense, penalty, of their error which was meet. In other words, here is where they come across with the situation about um, it's okay for men to be with men and women. No, 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 no. The Bible speaks of it in Romans chapter number 1. God don't like that. It's an abomination. But that was one of the things that was listed. You know, when it comes down to, you know, and, 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 you know, they can shut, literally shut the church down when you, when you preach against uh, gayism, lesbianism. That they can literally shut the church down. You, now they're telling you you can't say that. Well, it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. Not only is it in the Bible, it doesn't say you don't love them. It doesn't say that. It, it, what it does say is that you let them know what God says and you continue to love and through your own lifestyle, then it, that a change can be made. You can't agree what they say because it's going against what God says. Can we get an amen? It goes against what God says. I mean, the Bible, the Bible is true. This is God's mind on paper, okay? It's God's mind on paper. Homosexuality and all that stuff is it, an abomination to God. Not only is it an abomination to God, but pride. Remember those things that was listed there in the book of Ezekiel? Pride, haughtiness, okay? Having a whole lot and you don't bless nobody else, you don't, you don't bless the needy. See, all of that is still listed. That's what was going on on Sodom and Gomorrah. We can't just pull out one sin and, and leave the other sins. You, you can't highlight one sin and not highlight all of them. Can we get amen? Because we do, right? Amen. We do. We do. We do. We do. I know some of the nicest, kindest people. That's walking in sin, living a wrong lifestyle. Will give you the shirt off their back, but you still have to tell them the truth. Now, if I'm prideful, haughty, I'm I'm sinning. Hello, we got any prideful people? I guess we ain't got no prideful folk. Lord, here come the church folk. Because church folks is the most prideful people I know. Because they think they're all this and that and a bag of chips.
Amen. Lights. <laughs> Prideful. Because, see, one of the things that we do, we, we, we pick and choose what sin is. We don't read the whole story. We don't get the whole story. We don't, we don't release the whole story. We don't, we don't accept the fact that sometimes we, we are some prideful people. Holding. We're better than everybody else. We don't do no wrong. Come on now. The Bible says we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. He didn't accept nobody. He said, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Deliver me from people that want to talk. Hmm. You know, Dr. Mandel always talk about, when he talk about money, talking about that quarter, nickel, diamond, he said he got two, two heads and one head, and then that's got a tail. But both of them is on the same coin, right? Some days I hear folk, they for Trump, and then they go against Biden. One next day, they say, oh, is Biden this? No. I stop it. And I tell you the reason why I stop it. They all guilty. They all guilty. They are on the same coin. Don't, 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 don't talk about others when we got a moat, a beam. Somebody got a moat, and we want to address their moat, but we got to, I don't know where this is coming from. Anybody got some beams in here in their eyes? Because that wasn't in my message. So God sent it. So anybody got some beams? Are we, anybody out there? Been trying to pull the moat out of somebody else's eye and you got a beam? The Bible says you get that beam out of your eye first. Then you can go back and deal with somebody else's moat. You know the difference between a beam and a moat? Church folk! We got too many beams in our eyes. Trying to pull something out of somebody else. We're supposed to be on day that walk, those that walk among us. I, huh. I don't know. Somebody must have pulled me on that one. Amen. Yeah. The Holy Spirit must know some beams. Is, is, yeah. Some beams is out there. I'm going to put it that way. Okay? <laughs> now, show you something. Let's go back to Genesis. Genesis chapter number 18. Genesis chapter number 18. Genesis chapter number 18. Going back there to Genesis chapter number 18. We won't be before you long. Because we're talking about those that walk among us. It's very crucial that we understand the times that we're in. All right. Now, Genesis chapter number 18. Now, before we get to verse number 23, we're going to look, go back and revisit verse number 21 in Genesis 18 and 21. When God is dealing with Solomon and Gomorrah, he says in verse 21, he says, I will go down now and see whether they have done all together according to the cry of it. Now, this is not the first time that God came down to check out what man was doing. The first time was the Tower of Babel. When they tried, they thought in their own mind to build a tower to heaven. 
That was the first time. God said, he, said, I, he, he, he began to look and he, he recognized. He said, now look. And he said, now man is one. Man is one now. And, and they are speaking the same language. He said, there's be nothing that they will not be able to do. So God says, I've got to come down and I've got to confuse them. See, at one point, the whole earth was of one language. They were unified. But they were unified for the wrong purpose. You know, you can take people that's, that's unified for doing for wrongness and, and, and they can get something accomplished. All because they are unified. All because they are unified. But if you're unified for the wrong reason, then God said, I've got, I've got to change that. I've got to disturb that. He, that's what the Lord said. He said, I've got to disturb all of that. Because, see, it's okay to be unified as long as it's for the right reason. But most of the time, when it comes down to mankind, because we're so corrupt, it's not always for the right reason that we're unified. So God, he comes down, he deals with Sodom and Gomorrah because, and the surrounding cities, all because they were unified in evil. Now, you can be unified in evil. You can have a divided mind. I've never seen so many divided minds in the last three years. Families divided among one another. And, and it all goes back to what the one should do. You know, if we could just see what's really, what the devil's really doing. First, he tried to use politics to separate the family. Then he turned around and he tried to use the vaccine to separate families. See, he's shrewd. He, he operates in that spirit of division. If he can get the family divided, he know the family can't stand. The Bible says when he talked about when he talked about Satan and he talked about you know being divided, he said a kingdom divided against itself won't stand. How many divided families do you know that's divided in their own home? Think about it. How many people that you know that's divided within their own home and over issues? But that's, the Bible says, as Jesus talked to them about their sins in the book of Isaiah, he told them to come and reason together. Come and talk about it. Sit down and talk about it. Do we sit down and talk about our differences, our issues? Or do we go at it at one another? Think about it. It's, oh, Holy Spirit. It's easy to come and portray a front before people. It's very easy to do that. But if people got the spirit of the Holy Ghost, they know that you're portraying a front and you ain't real. But God says, though your sin be red as crimson, he, he says, I will make them whiter than snow. He, the Lord says now he will cleanse us. He will purify us. That's what God says in his word. But see, when, when they were in that tower, when they were trying to build that thing up to heaven, do you know they were trying to get some more secrets? I wonder what else 
that we have not yet seen that is about to happen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You remember in the last week's message, it talked about artificial intelligence, AI. If you just might happen to look at the news, that's all they've been talking about. And people thought we were crazy. That, that, we, that we don't need to know that. Yes, we do need to know that. You know why? Because they are going to take the place of many people's jobs. They are without emotions. They don't call in sick, them little robots. They don't eat a whole lot. See, there's some things that we need to know that we want to pass over. There's not a person, even from the point of a baby, don't know when they're sinning. There's not one person in this that has been born into this world and that has not left from this world does not know when they're in sin. So I don't have, you nor I, none of us, have to beat anybody across the head about sin. Uh-oh. Maybe God needs to open the door. And what would fall out of that closet in our life? What would fall out of the closet? We need to be praying for one another, not beating people across the head. We all know when we're doing something right and when we've done something wrong. You don't even have to tell a baby not to do something right and do it wrong. They, they come here knowing to do something wrong. But tell me something I don't know that's in the Scriptures. We've got to, we've got to learn to go deep da- down off in the Scriptures and find those nuggets, find those hidden things that we need to know in order to survive. If we bite and devour, I don't know why, why the Holy Spirit coming here. If we bite and devour one another, we won't be able to stand. Can't do it. We eat away at one another. That's a no. Do you not know we got to give in? Oh, Holy Spirit. We have to give in account for every word. It says every idle word that we speak. Good or bad. So whatever comes out of our mouth, we got to give an account for it. Because we got angels among us, and some of them are recording. Well, Brenda, what about you? Yeah, I said some stuff I ain't got no business. And to be known, y'all have to. I saw one hand, two hands. The rest of them, hmm, okay, okay. Okay. The angel just wrote that down, too. Because, you know, they are among us. They are among us. Now, Holy Spirit. Okay. Well, Miss Bobby. Genesis 18, verse number 23. Now, remember now, they said they were heading to Sodom and Gomorrah. That's where they were headed. When he when they, when they meets Abraham, this is where they were heading. In, in, in verse number 23 in Genesis chapter number 18, watch what God is doing here. Because, see, he's sending those angels to bring about divine retribution. 
Verse number 23 says, And Abraham drew near and said, Will thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? He's negotiating with God because he knew that where those people were going. He, he knew that, that they were heading that way and those angels were sent to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah and everything else around, those planes all around it. He knew that. So he began to negotiate for the righteous. Have, you, have any of us been praying for the, we, we pray a lot. <laughs> we pray a lot for the wicked, but do we pray for the righteous? See, Abraham, he, he began to intercede for the righteous. He said, now, because let me tell you something. When the, when the fire of God comes down, it, it doesn't say, I'm going to hit this one because it's righteous, and I'm going to hit this one because they're wicked, and they stand inside beside. Uh-uh. It don't work that way. When, no, when, 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 when the situation took place in Sodom and Gomorrah, and God sent forth that fire to destroy it, don't you know a whole lot of people was, was taken out? And only because of Abraham, somebody of faith, was Lot spared. So if, if, if things begin to happen now, can we say we're one of the righteous that God's going to spare? Or will we get hit like the others? See, Abraham knew what they were getting ready to do. It is our world today is so corrupt. I mean corrupt. There is no reverence. There is no respect for God. We need to be praying that God have mercy. It's corrupt. He, he began to negotiate. I mean, he goes down by five numbers each time. He's going down. He's going down. And in verse number 32, skip down to verse number 32 in Genesis 18. He says this, and he said, oh, let not the Lord be angry. God is upset. And then he says, and I will speak yet but this once. Preadventure, he gets all the way down to ten shall be found out. And he said, I will not destroy it for ten's sake. He's negotiating. And what about in this hour? Think about it. With the first flood, how many was left out of the whole world? It said eight people. Eight. Eight. Just eight. He's, he's negotiating. We as people of God, are we a negotiator? Are we talking to God about the condition of our world, condition of the, of the lives of people? Are, are, are we talking? Now, all right, watch, watch what happens here. Watch the transition of the, the verbiage or the language of the Scripture. Genesis. Chapter number 19. We're almost done. Genesis chapter number 19, verse number 1. It says, And there came, how many? Two angels to Sodom at evening. Now before, in the beginning, it said it was three men. But they were, in actuality, they were angels. They were sent on a mission to destroy, with divine retribution, Sodom. 
I wonder what is the plan for mankind besides what man is doing. He said, and there came two angels to Sodom at evening, and Lot sat in the gate of Sodom, and Lot, seeing them, rose up to meet them, and he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. Now, the truth is being revealed. It's the angels that was among them that, 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 that had a conversation with Abraham and, and heard Sarah when she laughed when God told him she was going to have a child. And she laughed in the tent. But they were there on, on a mission to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, not just because of homosexuality. That's not true. It had a whole list. They were prideful. Think about how, we, how our world is today. Prideful, holy. I mean, have, have a whole life will not give you a dime. God is not pleased. So he's sending his angels. They are, they are being dispatched. They're already here. They're walking among us, and he is going to allow them to do his will. He's going to speak the word. God is going to speak the word, and we're going to see things happening, and it's going to literally scare us to death. They are among us, y'all. You don't know what's real and what's not real. Somebody said, well, I don't know, but listen. Keep your eyes open and your ears open because there are some situations and circumstances that is, is taking place that we have no 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 clue. We we best be preparing ourselves to go to heaven. That's that's our preparation. We need to do that. Let me give you these last scriptures. I'm gonna give you these last scriptures, and then we out of here. Let's go to the Book of Revelation. These are our last scriptures, and then we we we're out of here because they that they are walking among us, the watchers. They are among us. God's word is true. God's word is true. We can't get around it. We cannot get around what God is saying to us. The Bible said we need to work out our own soul salvation with trembling and fear. We need to live today like that's not going to be the next moment, at least tomorrow. Revelation chapter number 22, verse number 16. It says, I, Jesus, have sent mine, who? Angel, to testify unto you these things in the churches. He says, I am the root and the offspring of David. And then he says, I am the bright and the morning star. He's, a telling, he's identifying who he is. The Bible says in the last days, they're going to have, have uh, people coming as, as they, they are Christ, portraying that they are Christ. You have to be careful what you're following because everything that's out there is not real. It's not Christ. And then he says, if, if, I am, if it be possible, the very elect, can be fooled. So never think that you can't be fooled. This, I'm going to tell you about, I'm going to read these other verses. Tell you about deception. You better watch what you're doing when you go out there. 
this we're living in a time and an era now where deception is going on. Dr. Mann went to the doctor on Thursday. We go to the doctor, and he's telling the doctor about all these shots he, he, he didn't take. He wasn't going to take them, okay? He listed every last one of them. They listed, you know. You, you had no, no, I'm not going. I haven't had it. I'm not going to take it. Then they throw up another shot. He said, "Well, no, I'm not. I, 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 you know, I didn't take it. I'm not going to take it." Well, when the doctor leaves, when the doctor leaves, here comes the little nurse. The very shot they wanted him to take—the last shot, the, the shingle shot—she comes out with two needles. She comes out with the shingle shot. To give to Dr. Manley after he didn't told the doctor he wasn't going to take it. Not one, but two of them. And she said, well, you know, the doctor said you need to take this. He said, well, he said, I told the doctor I wasn't going to take it. They were going to supersede what he said and give him the shot anyway. She said, oh, okay. She, she took it, wrapped it up in the paper, and put it in her pocket. But if he had been naive and weak-backed, he would have took it because the doctor said so. Even though he said, no, I'm not going to. Tell you something else they did. Now, I'm more like, you know, I might be a little slow, but I'm not crazy. I was at home. I was, I was washing the dishes. I'm like, something ain't right. When we go to the doctor, his blood pressure is sky high. Twice, not one time they checked it twice. When I read his paper, they had down there his blood pressure was perfect. So whose pressure did they read? They had put, and I, I distinctly remember looking at the blood pressure machine and that because we moved rooms, and I happened to see that number one twenty six over eighty. I'm like, that's not his pressure. That's not what he had. So we got to be very observant and not allow the enemy to deceive us because he will. All right, these last two verses, last two verses. Verses 18, verses 18, Revelation chapter number 22. Remember, they are walking among us. They are among us. I'm talking about these watchers. They are among us. Verse 18 says, For I testify unto every man that heareth the word of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And then he says in verse number 19, And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. This book is a dangerous book. He said if you take anything away from it, if you add anything to it, you can lose your place in the kingdom. And the book of life, you can be wiped out that easy. Can't pick and choose the word of God. It, this is not McDonald's. This is not where you go down there and you, you know, get it all there. Buffet. 
you pick and choose when the buffet, right? There's some things on the buffet you don't want, right? <laughs> you know, we can't do that when it comes down to the word of God. Because this is a, this is very dangerous. Remember, we have angels walking among us, and their assignment, just like it was in the Tower of Babel, when when they, when they were trying to get up to the heavens, because they want to make a name from themselves, God came down. He confused them. That's how we got language. They, he scattered them. Then he turned around and in Sodom and Gomorrah. He sent angels again because of their corruptness, because of sin. He sent them again on assignment. I wonder, what is he sending now? What has he sent now? Think about our world. What will be our divine retribution? What will it be? They're on assignment. The angels are on assignment, and they're going to carry out the will of God. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. Amen, amen, 